Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Good morning to you on what some of you would call a gloomy day. Not I, and I'll explain. But before I start, uh, did you just hear what Mr. Crawford said? I want you to know I am so behind this man. And on that basis, I am so proud to broadcast on this Christian radio station, largely because of him and the way he looks at this mess. He's asking you to get vocal. You know my stance on that. I am probably the pit bull that needs the leash on this topic. But I do think we're getting there, and I think it's on our side. And I love it every week I hear a new pastor in a different church that I find out never shut down, never did the mask thing, just kept going and didn't care. And I encourage all of us to join to put down this devil, and you know what I mean. That aside, we call it a gloomy day. Today is gloomy, some would say. Well, gloomy, well, there's really no meaning to the word gloomy, is there? I mean, gloomy is the way we see the day. It makes us feel a certain way that we call gloomy. Now, every day can be gloomy even when the sun's out. As a scientist, and this is where we're going with the show today, the word gloomy or down or depressed or aimless or all those descriptives we attach to that terrible feeling we get have a neutralization god the human organism evolution put together a certain type of a chemical called an endorphin and we understand what endorphins are that's part of the feel-good chemicals well yes but no and i say no because although we understand the word endorphin we understand endorphins are good we understand endorphins cancel out or neutralize gloomy what we don't really understand is what a true endorphin experience constitutes. So let me give you an example. Listen to this. Now that's a song called I'll Fly With You. And if you go on YouTube, you can hear that song. I recommend that you do, by a woman named Gigi D'Agostino. I don't know if she wrote it or sang it. I only know that 
the if you put the search in on YouTube, you'll hear it. Now, I was out in the ocean the other day on a gloomy day, and this song was playing. And at the same time, there was a rainbow. And at the same time, there was a seal, a seal. Seals like to wait for rainy days in the ocean where it's desolate. There are no people around except maniacs like myself. And that confluence of events occurred. There was a rainbow. There was a seal. There was this song playing. And I was in the water. I can make a claim to you that I had an endorphin experience that lasted most of the day. And I can make a claim, or I can be hallucinating that claim. I could be incorrect about that claim. The point is, as a scientist, if I go inside anybody's body that claims they're having an endorphin experience, a shift, a seesawing of the autonomic nervous system into deep relaxation phase, a change in the chemistry of the brain, anyone that makes that claim based on some purported experience, I can go in there as a scientist and measure the validity of that statement. And what you'll end up with is the truth or the disingenuity of that statement. You will find that that statement is either true or false if you go in and measure the physiology. Measuring the physiology is the cornerstone of authenticating religious experience. Whoa. Perhaps some of you don't want to hear that. And that's okay. But for those of you who can wrap yourselves around the fact that measuring the physiology is how you can authenticate the endorphin experience, a.k.a. the religious experience. Yeah, it's okay to merge those two things. Perhaps you disagree. I ask you to think. Because you see, there's a lot of people on the planet today, Christian and non-Christian, that claim they're having a God experience that just might be in their head. How do you know the difference between the two? Well, we say prayer. Prayer is an exercise. And when discernment of experience is born out of authentic prayer. There is a shift in the physiology. Take that statement to the bank. One of the mistakes we make everywhere, not just in our theology, but in our philosophy, in our science, even, definitely in our society, is that we've forgotten how to go into the body to authenticate, to validate, to measure with unanimity the shift in the neurological system when one claims a transcendent experience. You see, if, if you sit down with the Pope and the clergyman and Jim Jones and Adolf Hitler and the mullahs of Iran, they're all going to sit there and think about it. They're all going to sit there and claim they're talking to God. Yes, that's right. The Hitlers and the Stalins and the known perpetrators of human atrocity will all claim they're doing it for the good and they'll teach their children to behave in similar fashions 
committing atrocity and yet making the claim that they're doing it in the name of God. So we all say this, and yet we know while we all say this, some of us are crazy. You see, that's why we birthed science. We birthed science. Science was born out of an intention to distinguish between those who hallucinate and those who are in reality. So scientists came in as far back as Galileo and said, there's something called proof. There's something called a standard upon which we can agree that a claim is authentic. And so one of my points today is that when we talk about gloomy, when we talk about negative, when we talk about neutralizing or elevating ourselves above those feelings, when we bring authentic experience to that, you're talking about the endorphin. We're talking about God's chemicals. We're talking about the physiological gateways and ladders to transcendent experience. But some of us in making that claim are most obviously nuts. That is why you have to go in and measure the physiology. I hope that can sink into the marrow of your bone. Because I don't think we do this generally. We don't really understand what I'm saying. And that's costly. It accounts for so many divergent views. And what to do about it? Well, we set off in the wrong path a long time ago, about 500 or so years ago, back in the days of Galileo, when he and Tycho Brahe and Giordano Bruno all argued with the Vatican and were subjugated underground. So that by the 1700s, when Descartes ruled in France, when it was his turn to be the world's most prolific scientist, he very wisely cut a deal with the Vatican. This is all in the history books. I didn't make it up, nor am I twisting it or exaggerating it. Descartes, and most would say, including me, very wisely decided to stay out of conflict with the Vatican and simply said that the church and the Pope and Rome, they can dictate authentic spiritual experience and science and God and spiritual experience will have nothing to do with each other. That is why we have COVID today. You see? You see, my fellow Christians, what we're being basically told today is that we can't talk about a virus, about the need for a mask, about the need for a lockdown, about a need for the Great Reset. We can't talk about that because it all constitutes something that science should dictate and not our sense of discernment as best we can discern. You don't have a right to trump science. If you in your heart think it's right to worship, right that this idiotic, demonic critical race theory is purporting in our schools today, we don't have a right to make judgment on that because we're not social scientists. We're not medical doctors. We're not 
epidemiologists. We're not in a position to argue against the nonsense that we're hearing, that we know in our hearts, our Christian hearts, is heresy, is ungodly. But you see, what happened was that rift from the time of Descartes has smoldered into a beast. And this is why it's very important for us on our end of the stick to be very clear about what constitutes authentic experience. So I say to you again in full circle, get to know your physiology. It is how your body reacts to your actions that beseeches evolution. Discernment is a matter of discerning the messages from the body. The head is very tricky. The head plays tricks. You know, we say, if it's God's will. Well, that's a euphemism that basically means, if I could get my big, fat, stupid head out of the way, well, then I could hear God's word. But you say, how do you know when you're doing what? And that's the point. How you know when you're doing what? How you know when you get your big, fat, stupid head out of the way and listen to whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, however you want to term it, is a matter of your ability to go in and listen. Listen. So listen to what? Listen to what's going on inside. What's going on inside is not an ethereal thing. What's going on inside is are your arteries dilating? Are your digestive juices flowing or constricting? Are your muscles relaxing? Is your alignment shifting? Every single thing you've heard me talk about over 10 years on this show is about listening internally. Are you listening internally? Well, you see, what a lot of people don't like, what some of you theologians out there don't like, pastors don't like about what I'm doing now, is we're mixing God with science. You don't. You write me letters and say, I don't like what you said or what you did, or who are you to talk about the relationship using a theology on one end of the argument. Of course, I consider this asinine. It's ignorant. And it is just an example of the victimization, no different than when a medical doctor says, you can't talk about the things you say because that's not science. You see, we got screwed when we separated God and science, spirituality and science. We got the screw and we've hurt each other terribly to the point where we don't know truth anymore. We can't figure out the truth about COVID, and we can't figure out the truth about education. And we are a mess. We are drowning in it. So I say, give to Rome what is Roman. I see and say, give to the theologians what we should give to the theologians. But you cannot get around a simple fact and that is you in your discernment of the truth. What is your practice, your bodily practice? This is why when we talk about health, 
Now we just brought in the broader term because health reflects your ability to discern the messages that your body's giving you. If you can't listen to your body, you cannot heal. Forget all these inane, idiotic shows offering you quick fixes and tidbits and machines and all these different things that are supposed to get you there and give you this miracle of health. Are you kidding me? Are there any shortcuts to understanding the Word of God? Then why should there be any shortcuts to having radiant health? But if you get that, get this. The way you evolve your health practice, the way you evolve your health practice is by learning more precisely with greater nuance your ability to listen to your body. So many examples every day. So many places to work. And when we say listen to your body, listen to the shifts in your experience. And that means if your digestion is improving, if you feel, if you feel the food you put in your mouth relaxes your body. I didn't say feeds your brain like heroin. I said relaxes your body, dilates the blood vessels, relaxes the villi, sends warmth throughout your being. If you feel the foods that you're ingesting give you physiological response, note it down, observe it, understand it's a message from your body to you that you shifted in the right direction. If against all the common wisdom about going into these cold, icy, polluted, bacterially filled, shark-infested waters that coat our beautiful California coastline, if when you go in and come out, you feel alive, listen to your body. Listen to your body when you put on a mask and run around the track. And tell your grandchildren to do the same. Listen to your body as you run out of oxygen, turn blue in the face, as your nose begins to go numb because you've blocked and suffocated the cells of your body as they scream for oxygen. Listen to your body telling you, hey, stupid, you're harming yourself. Or are you listening to Dr. Fauci and the CDC? And how many of us are? Now we have a vaccine, but it's still wise to put on two masks. You know, Mark Dice, I diverge. You must let me diverge. Mark Dice, get on YouTube. Mark Dice is the name. He did a great, great little segment on Fauci from last year to this year. Remember, it's only been a year. That guy from last year to this year. Just go on. Mark Dice, listen to it. It's free. It's on YouTube. My God. He's an example that is Fauci of someone that does not listen. He has shut off to his inner intelligence probably the week he was born. He has had 80-something years of listening to something that does not resemble a soul. There isn't anything you do, any choice you make, any perception you have 
that you would not be any less than obliged to authenticate by listening to your body. We have all sorts of euphemisms in daily experience about this. I know it in my gut. See, that's essentially the problem with the patriarchy. We wouldn't have had women's lib if men understood how to listen to a woman's intuition. We wouldn't have had women's lib. Because if you listen to a woman's intuition, you can tell when a woman is talking from intuition and when a woman is talking from fear. Lots of women talk from fear and think it's intuition and lots of women talk from intuition and think it's fear. The point is, if men understood the difference, well, then they can create mutual respect. But this thing about listening to your gut which you cannot separate from listening to your body, which you cannot separate from a life devoted to purifying the body so you can listen to your gut or your physiology so you can more deeply respect something that women tend to come to a little more easily. And why? Because they're not in their head trying to conquer the world. Now that's good and bad. I know I said a lot. So get on the website later. Listen to this show again. We're covering a lot of territory over what essentially comes down to a simple point. We have to give a lot more attention to authenticating or learning to discern reality by learning to listen more deeply to our body. People that get hurt. People that get hurt that call doctors. And they say, hi, doctor, I'm hurt. My back is hurt. My knee is killing me. My digestion's horrid. I have a pain in my head for months, a headaches. Here's the odd thing for me. After an educational, what do you want to call it? Out of an education that spanned decades, and I mean formal educations in different facets of science that span decades. Here's the thing for me, after 30 years of multiple educations, massive, massive amounts of clinical experience and so on and so forth, and getting involved willingly and sometimes unwillingly in a myriad of insanities that have to do with the human health drama. Here's the oddest thing to me, that when I take someone that cries out in pain, for whatever it might be, if I were to shrink myself down, and sometimes I do, to the size of a tiny little bird and perch myself on their shoulders and watch them from the time they awaken to the time they go to sleep at night, I will see dozens and dozens of times of wonderful examples of someone who doesn't know how to listen to their body. Yes, you there with symptomology, with issues that concern you, issues that might bring you to a medical doctor, to a hospital, to a holistic practitioner, to whatever you and however you deal with your issues. If I were to shrink myself down on your shoulder, I would watch you all day long. Commit the grossest indiscretions to your body without hearing your body scream out at you. Literally scream out at you. That you're making me sick. That is so odd to me. 
so odd because they tell doctors that really your issue is to buy all the expensive equipment, buy all the stupid, useless gadgets, buy all the diagnostic tools, buy all the different herbal products, buy all the different this, that, get all the educations. Because people can saunter on in then without listening one moment to their body and your brilliant diagnostic and therapeutic skills will render them solutions that will keep them happy forever. And this is a complete and total lie. You, my fellow doctors who probably listen to this show, there's a large group of you. You have been lied to on that basis. You see, the truth is hard to find. That's not news to you unless you listen to your body. Back to peg one. We've been ripped off all the way to the bank. So hopefully in the last year, what you've been compelled to do by starting to taste the consequences of a culture for the last 500 years that's failed to do so, perhaps you're listening to your body a little closer. Okay, now a little blurb for myself. Uh, I am in the habit of accumulating groups of people who like to learn to listen to their body without which they're going to be in pain of all sorts of Descriptive terms we can leave out. Pain from this problem, pain from that problem, pain from the other problem. If any of this makes sense to you, I'm around. It's what I like doing. If you're compliant and if you like to listen and learn and actually imbibe the deeper levels of understanding. And why? Because that's where I see people heal, without which I never see people heal anything. Aside from the occasional miracle that has nothing to do with me or you. That's in God's hand. But usually God asks you to get on it and do it mostly yourself. 714-850-1007. 714-850-1007. Thank you for listening. I know this wasn't easy. But life never is. That's the beauty of it. Have a good day. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.